Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to a crowded press room in Staples Center. We're going live on a podcast. The Zoom is being broken down. I see Mark Medina in the foreground, Raymond Ritter. And I got a treat for you all. Sam Amick is coming on the podcast. This is how you know the Warriors are back. They're 18-2. and two. They just won in Staples Center. And Sam Amick's like, you know what? I will go on a local podcast. A local. Don't you know, it's denigrate your fine podcast, man. Come on. You and I roll on tampering. Every week, you know I got you on the Warriors pod, but yes, it 100% feels like I just jumped in a time machine and went back a few years. This used to be a regular part of our routine. It was the latest Warriors win. We'd have to break it down. They, they ran the NBA, and I mean, we're going to get into it later, but I am having a, a weird kind of reflection on this game from, in terms of that, all those memories, man. Like, the Warriors show is back. We're sitting here in L.A. where when Steph Curry hit a three, the crowd was louder than they were when Paul George hit a three. You know what I mean? Like that thing that the Warriors had during that whole five-year run, you know, we are now 20 games in, and, and that thing is back, and it's, it's pretty wild to watch. That thing, that, no, sorry. Um, so uh, this is not just a, like, Clippers Staples Center type thing. Uh, they went into Brooklyn, and as you'll remember, they're chanting MVP. For Steph Curry, um, they went into Charlotte, his hometown, and he hit a couple big threes, including I remember he hit one late in the third quarter, like third quarter buzzer, one of those heaves, and the place went crazy. And and pregame, Davidson jerseys and Steph jerseys and little eight year olds in full Under Armour outfits are just flooding in the arena with signs. Please take a picture today. You see the lady with, uh, you know, I'm just here from Thailand. Like all I want is a picture with you, Steph Curry. It's it's, it's a lot of that. And um, yeah, Draymond kind of talked about it post game like it comes with the good and the bad i mean you know when they i part of the reason i believe they are as refreshed and look as good as they do is because they got two years away from it i mean you know how drained they were just mentally physically by the end of that so it, it was good for them to get out of the spotlight but also you do see them kind of happily walking back into it too well and, and as we sit here in this room you know steph is still in the room talking to Chris Haynes from Yahoo and I'm sitting there thinking to myself that it starts with him right I mean he's the epicenter of the whole thing but the showmanship component was just on level 10 today you know one little moment that I caught that cracked me up he hits that layup I think second quarter and almost falls into the baseline stands and as he looked up there's these two dudes one's got a LeBron jersey on one's got a Kawhi jersey on and he looked up at this dude about three inches from his face and he just says, I'm a bad man. <laughs> and he was in that kind of a mood. And, and so, you know, he not only does it in terms of his performance, but he's always had that showmanship component. And like you said, they got a break from it for a couple of years. And I get that, like Draymond said, it might be tough that you can't get into the restaurant as quickly as you want to and you're going to sign 50 autographs on your way in. 
but they also got a taste of, of what it's like to fall off too. And I mean, I'm, I'll throw it to you with this question that, that has been on my mind today is like, is this now officially enough of a sample size with this group to where it feels like another title or bust type thing? You know what I mean? I know it's early, but we're talking 20 games. Uh, you know, I had fun with numbers today and I was looking at the winning percentage and, and obviously this is being somewhat glib, but like they're on a 73 win pace with, you know, with this record. Um, you know, where does the does the bar move in terms of the expectations compared to coming into the year? Yeah, I wouldn't term it title or bust because um, particularly the way that they are rebuilding the roster with this like youth layer who we barely saw tonight. You see Kaminga for a cameo. You don't see Moody until mop-up time. James Wiseman's now going to the G League to practice. Like it's clearly a, an organization that is like shifting slowly behind the scenes to, to, to try to bridge into the future. But, you know, if you ask Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, yes, they, you know, they're desperate to win now. What Where I would agree with you is I do think expectations internally and externally have been raised because you look around the league, including in this building, you know, we're looking at a monitor where they're setting up a Lakers court tonight for a massive early season game against the Pistons where they try to, like, what, get back to 500. Um, you know, they're going to play the Suns Tuesday, which will, which will be kind of an interesting matchup. But in general, yeah, I don't know how anyone can look at what's happening, look at the fact that Klay Thompson is coming back, and that's going well. Um, and every metric without Klay Thompson is showing, like, blinking title contender, title contender, title contender. The way their defense is playing, the way Draymond Green is looking physically, though he was kind of limping out of here postgame saying, my damn back, because he fell pretty hard. Because he tripped over the... Wi-Fi cables over here and damn near took out the Zoom computer. He almost got heard coming into his press conference. He did. But, uh, yeah, no, look, the... Well, let me, I'll, I'll couch what I said, too. Like, it's because of the history, right? Like, I know it's a little hyperbolic to say this early is a title or bust, but it's because it's a franchise that, that had that five-year run and won three championships, and, and they still have the usual suspects who were here. And the thing that also, I mean, the idea that they're adding Clay to this group Slater is just bonkers. It's just insane. And considering a clay that looks pretty good yeah, behind the, the scenes, courts are good. I mean, my God, Jordan Poole. Uh, you know, you know this, and I should know this. Where was Jordan Poole when the Warriors won their first title in 2015? Like, where where was he in life? At 2015. That I thought. Well, want to know what's crazy? The last time Clay Thompson played an NBA game, Jordan Poole was still at Michigan. And, you know, Jordan Poole is now the season third-year rising guard who's in Clay Thompson, you know, keeping Clay Thompson's starting spot warm. Uh, and Clay Thompson is, is, is coming back. Clay Thompson never even played a game in Chase. Anyway, sorry, that wasn't even answering your question. High school in Milwaukee would yeah. be the answer to your question. And now, so you added, I mean, you know, this Steph is as good as any Steph I've ever seen, and that's saying something. This Draymond is as good as any Draymond I've ever seen. You know, and then to add Clay to it, it just that is where I start looking at it going, all right, I think we do have officially, you know, our leader in the clubhouse at this point in the season. It does make the game Tuesday a lot of fun because, you know, Phoenix needs the respect they deserve from being the reigning Western Conference champs. Um, and, and we've had this weird season to this point where you kind of didn't know who to be impressed by. Brooklyn was, you know, just a little mediocre for quite some time. The Kyrie stuff changed the optics with them. Milwaukee struggled. Uh, Philly is a mess, obviously, with everything going on with them. Um, almost for me, the first time this year where you have clarity in terms of, you know, who you're you're giving that early crown to as far as the the leader here and this Warriors team looks like it. Yeah, I mean, again, like you said, they're playing Phoenix twice this week. Phoenix sixteen in a row. That's crazy. Um, 
But it's you know it, it's not even just coming together with the fact that of the of a refreshed, recharged Draymond Steph. But I mean, you mentioned Pool. Look, Pool changes the game tonight. Where he he looked really bad to the point where I'm about to craft a tweet that says he's six of twenty four against the Clippers this year because the Clippers are really physical and he struggled against physical defense. And then Hartenstein kind of bumps him to the ground and well, he got a future in the WWE. Harden, I mean, he's a good player too, but Hartenstein is you know out there mean mugging and. And and standing over dudes like he's you know what's one dude not grave digger, the uh, uh, Undertaker. Undertaker. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And you know who else might Jordan Poole's got a little flair to him as well. Um, and he's got you know we will get to the I, I would love to talk about the Steph ref situation tonight that that woke him up. But before that happens in the third, uh, Jordan Poole again like I'm saying he's struggling. He I think he was like two of ten and just really hadn't been a factor. Um, gets bumped to the ground. Hartenstein taunts him, gets a tee. Seemed to wake pull up four Jordan Poole threes and 12 points in the last two minutes and 17 seconds of the third quarter where Steph Curry's resting half that time as they're doing this weird pattern to get him to play almost the whole fourth. Uh, and he changes the game. And as we, as we you know zoom in and zoom out on this Warriors team, the zoom in of that moment is like Jordan Poole's like, game breaking for them at times this season and and like you know you add that type of depth and that's where you have championship level depth 100 percent. and you hit on it or alluded to it earlier the defensive side and and you did such a great job detailing that in, in your piece a few days ago that's the championship pedigree and so yeah it's it's sexy to watch you know Steph hit all these threes and to see what they do on the offensive end but the defense is where in terms of just analyzing what they do they are clearly for real and the intensity, you know, that's another element here that I'm curious to get your, your two cents on is like this was a playoff caliber type intensity game. And you know who I thought about today, not to throw shade at another young player, but early this season, young Trey Young had a comment that he oh. probably, you know, wishes he could take back, but where he essentially says that he was struggling because it's hard to get up for these regular season games when you get used to the playoffs. I thought about that watching this game tonight going, that's just not the right way to go about this job. I mean, Steph Curry did not look like he was having a hard time getting up. And and these dudes are cut different, but, like, can they really have it be on level 10 from now until June? We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Well, I, the funny thing about the Trey Young comment, like I covered, a, you know, particularly in the middle of those Durant years, which became miserable. It, like they had those regular seasons just like, oh, can we wait to the playoffs yeah, yeah. and, you know, some of that. But that was coming from a team who was like on their fourth straight finals run, not a team that had made the playoffs for the first time in like, you know, made yeah. The conference finals. Yeah. yeah, and only the conference finals. Yeah. Like anyway, um, to your question, I do think the depth, the depth helps and, and this youth layer helps and the fact that they're going to get a clay thompson infusion uh which is going to add some juice to the really the dog days typically the january february uh will matter and um you know if there's they're going to go through rough patches you know they're 18 2 i don't think they're on their way to like 69 wins or something like that but this looks like a, a pretty steady 55 60 win team and the fact that look they they were really tired at the end of a recent east coast road trip um 
they rested Iguodala, and then you know Iguodala was dealing with some knee swelling. Which, by the way, he's been playing great this year. We haven't seen him and now in six games. Um, and then they decided to rest Steph because he banged up his hip in Brooklyn and Draymond, right. just because it was like you know let's just go full rest night. And then they won that game because Jordan Poole scores thirty one. Andrew Wiggins, who not much of a factor tonight, but Andrew Wiggins has had huge games. He scores thirty three in that game. They beat Detroit without those guys while they're recharging their battery and uh you know Kaminga adds a level of life that that we've seen very briefly Wiseman at some point will 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 juice up some of this too and you know they also add rotational question marks and and timeline issues but in general I just think the depth and the layering of this roster allows them to be refreshed when they need to and also as you know they have a head coach who just runs the NBA marathon very well. He knows when to give you days off. He knows when to do family days. He knows uh, when to mass rest, all of that. I mean, he kind of takes the temperature so well of his team. It's funny. You mentioned the record and where they're going to wind up, right? You know, 60-plus, what's it going to be? I mean, to get to 55, they they got to go 37 and 25. So this foundation, record-wise, is legit. And that's, I mean, I think it would be a disappointment for them at this point to not be in that 60 territory um and again i just look at the landscape man i'm not phoenix is again very legit we'll see what happens this week sorry i'm mildly distracted because we have the covid team staring at us here they trying to clean up our room but um yeah i mean they're they're not only for real but media wise uh, i'm sitting here you know i think we're gonna be hanging a lot more in the next couple months my friend because it feels like it's back to the old days of of the national crew is going to have to be following the Warriors because it's it's the uh, the greatest basketball show on earth again. Yeah, I mean the story of the league. Um, well, and then you add in the clay thing; it's going to have this kind of phase two element to it, where it's going to be the biggest story out there. And if they keep playing like this, you know, one of the only uber positive stories, where a lot of the other ones that we're covering are more train wreck style. You know what I mean? Like the Lakers and what's going to happen with them; they're not playing all that well things of that nature but uh but yeah this team's something else anything uh, uh well I, let's get to the Steph ref thing because that's mostly what yeah, you yeah. know kind of what i'm gonna be writing about um so you know pool kind of drags them ahead heading into the fourth um it's been a really physical game these teams entered one and two in defense the clippers i actually think the clippers are built about as good as any conference team to defend the Warriors in a playoff series, which includes Ty Lu, who has, you know, built good defensive game plans against the Warriors over the years. Um so anyway, physical all night. Both sides don't seem to be liking a lot of the calls going on. Um and then Ste- so Steph has a third foul late in the third and then he gets his fourth foul uh like kind of early in the fourth on this like it was kind of he was passing it away and he kind of bumped somebody and the guy fell over. Kind of a surprising call. You could tell they were mad about it. Like Steve and Steph are yelling about it. And then maybe one, two minutes later, he's driving on a fast break, goes up for a layup, gets bumped. Um, it was I would you'd probably term it as a pretty egregious no call, uh, you know, on a fast break drive. Um, but you know, nothing I mean, he, that so he went. He tried to to almost go reverse. Yeah. And I mean, yes, it was a foul. I think it was the kind of the cumulative effect of it all the was, other for sure. Honestly, he jumped into Terrence Mann, you know, pretty seriously. And, and, you know, Mann was there and he hit him and it should have been a foul. But, yeah, I, I didn't think it was about just that one call by any means. Yeah, no. I mean, look, if that happens in the first quarter on Tuesday in Phoenix, like he might jog back and be like, that's a foul, man. 
And that's it. But, yeah, it was just an accumulation of the night. And he blows up. Steph Curry blew up. Blew like, up. that was – I when he blew up, I was like, he's getting tossed. I mean, like, there's – if a referee ejected him there, we wouldn't be like, what a crazy ejection. I'm not saying he should have been, but, yeah, like, he, he, a, he put himself at risk. It was, a, it was a pump fist in the ref's face. So you had – Going at him. Going at him, a physical gesture that was, you know, that was intense. And, uh, and and just to clear up something you asked in the presser, and I think you already know this, like he was 100% giving a fake tech back to that ref. I, I do not think that his, you know, that movement he made on the right sideline was was a Ty Lue fake timeout. I mean, his form was a little weak with his with his tech. He might have to work on that. But I'm not going to lie, I, I'm fine with petty stuff. He cracks me up, like when he gets in this mood where the guy who is as classy as they come and is, you know, such a great ambassador for the game goes into this other headspace where, you know, he's... Draymond headspace. Yes. <laughs> I mean, whether it's telling the fan that he's a bad boy or, or you know, doing fake texts, which he got kind of lucky because... Which ref was that, by the way? 45. Oh, jeez. Uh, it was... But he... I think that... I think he kind of looked away right when Steph did it. Mm-hmm. So Steph got away with it. Um, but he was on one, man, and he was playing with the crowd and soaking it up. And it just kind of goes back to what we talked about. He's, you know, I mean, he, he never went anywhere. Last year was incredible. But it just now feels like it's going to be different because the stakes are high again. They're really high. Yeah. Uh, he uh, three threes right after that in 75 seconds. And as Draymond Green pointed out, four threes in 75 seconds. One of them was waved off by the same referee called it, uh, you know, I mean, it probably – I need to go look at it. I don't know if it was a good offensive foul call, but there was certainly a level of like – yeah, it was like a illegal screen. There was certainly a level of belief within the Warriors. Like, you're just like, I'm being petty, you're being petty. It was like – it was funny because it wasn't an opponent pissing stuff off and, and inciting a, a flurry. It was the referees, but it certainly – like, it did. Um, and, you know, crazy dudes need to get themselves going in different ways, and he got himself going, and then suddenly he finished with 33, seven made threes. He's coming up on Ray Allen. That's another moment that's going to have some life in the next few weeks. He's going to break the record. Uh, Slater, I can't believe after what we saw a few years ago that, like, that he's doing it again. Like, the 403 season, you know, I saw a tweet today on our athletic account about how he's, you know, he's above that pace to this point well some of that is he's shooting more than ever and that's that's the era you know you go back to his 402 three season i need to look exactly at the attempt amount but he was probably three four five lower attempts per game than he is now because people just jack more than ever now and and they've given not that he ever needed more of a green light but i just think the environment that the nba has played in now has given him more of a green light that he'll, he'll take you know 14 15 a game right. w- with ease and that leads you know at his same percentage of that's i mean he's kept he's his percentage is always sitting in the you know low to mid 40s um but yeah he is doing it again and he's also getting six deals tonight and i think rightfully being credited post game with like he's he's a very important component of the league's best defense the strength stuff which you know i actually you've written some about i think i'd almost love to learn a little bit more about like this you know kind of mini arnold schwarzenegger version of, of steph where you see that he's bigger, but then to hear Draymond talk post game about how he's one of the strongest guys on the team, talked about how he's you know hanging with the their trainer all the time. Um, that stuff is obviously huge on the defensive end because you can see him, for lack of a, a better way of putting it, and just not getting punked 
like he used to. You know, they tried to drag him down on, on the block, and he's a different guy. Strip um, Paul George tonight on post up. Yeah, he's a different guy, man. He's you know, is he thirty three now? How old is he? Yeah, yeah, thirty three. We'll be thirty four in March. Yeah, I mean, you know, to his credit, man, he is absolutely maximizing his prime and continuing to evolve and, and add things to his game, which at this stage is is not a small thing. The fans get Sam Amick on a Warriors All-82 podcast. It, I'm telling you, like, this is... The, this is, the, a, this is a, a Slater Amick pod LA trip. We'll be recording in the morning to, to do it all over again on tampering, so come join us over there. But this is fun, man. It feels like old times for sure. All right, well, you got to stay and watch some Lakers Pistons. i got to write about staying? this game. I will... I'll be. I'll probably monitor, but I kind of have to. You know, I gotta write about this sure, game. Sure. This but. is welcome to to Staples, about to be crypto, where they have seventeen events a day, and there's always something going. Can on. Can I get some L.A. Kings hockey later? Maybe. Last night. Can we go? Is there, or is there a Rams or Chargers game down the road? All right. Uh, we will. I will talk to you sometimes this week and listen to the Athletic NBA Show Tampering Podcast every Tuesday. Sam Amick and we are on. Talk to you then. Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night.